The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. What's the holdup? The Pentagon calls one senator's block of dozens of military promotions a threat to national security. The policy he says he just won't budge on. And the I-35 North expansion begins. What to expect as the years-long project gets underway. And a cloudy and cool day, but we've got the possibility of record high temperatures in your first warning forecast. Austin Water is now responding to an audit with recommendations about how it can avoid future boil notices. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniel Marine. And I'm Jennifer Sanders. After several years of boil orders, the Austin City Council ordered an audit. And now as Nabil Ramanish reports, the new director of Austin Water is reporting progress so our water remains safe to drink. As the owner of the county line, good barbecue will always cure anything. So. Skeeter Miller prides himself on good food and good service, but that can be hard when you have a boil water notice. When you have to boil water, you no longer can uh, use your soft drink uh, system. You have to buy bottled water. You can't use the ice in your ice machines. Council member Allison Alter authored a resolution calling for an external review of Austin Water after repeated issues over the years. The audit outlined 53 recommendations. The real issue here is how do we rebuild trust? in our water utility. On Wednesday, Austin Water presented an implementation plan to address concerns. We have a number of recruiting and retention strategies underway. Some areas where they've already implemented changes include making sure candidates are qualified and also increasing purchasing authority during emergencies. Alter says Austin Water has to be ready in times of crisis and beyond. Overall, Austin Water says they've implemented 14 recommendations. 23 recommendations are underway but not yet completed and 12 are planned for the future. We have to make sure that there's ongoing accountability for the work that's underway in this external review so that we can make sure that it doesn't happen again. For Miller, seeing steps to improve is a step in the right direction. I, I'm glad to see there are some steps because, uh, you know, if you if you keep doing the same thing and expect a different result, it's just not going to happen. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. And last year, Austin Water says it filled 300 positions. It says it does not have any issues recruiting people, but there have been some issues retaining employees, which they are working to address. For a full list of changes being made or planned, we have included a link in the story on our website, kxan.com. And just yesterday at 6 p.m., we told you how the interim city manager is shaking up city leadership. And we can confirm that includes Austin Water. The new director you just heard from is reporting to a new boss, interim assistant city manager Robert Good. Good served as the interim director of Austin Water after the former director Greg Mazaros resigned last year. Two days after six innocent lives were taken in a deadly shooting at a Christian school in Nashville, there are no updates from police. But as Wendy Wolfolk reports now, the mayor is organizing a citywide vigil so everyone can show their support for the victims. Six crosses, one for each victim of the Covenant school murders. We're all asking questions right now. No one really understands. Behind each picture, a life story cut tragically short. Katherine Kuntz, the head of school. She was an absolute champion for her students. And her students always knew that she was in their corner. Substitute teacher Cynthia Peake was supposed to have dinner with the governor's wife Monday night. Custodian Mike Hill, known as Big Mike at Covenant, 
described as a sweet soul. Nobody deserves that. Nobody deserves it. And the youngest victims, all nine years old, Evelyn Deakhouse loved singing and performing. Classmate Hallie Scruggs, the daughter of a pastor at Covenant Church, and William Kenny, described by a family friend as an unflappable spirit. But this is not a time for hate or rage. That will not resolve or heal. Everyone is hurting. Also hurting, Avriana Patton, who grew up with Audrey Hale and received an ominous message from the suspect on social media saying, quote, something bad was about to happen and asking for forgiveness just before storming the building. I wrote back and said, Audrey, you have so much more life to live. But it was too late. Minutes later, the heavily armed former student stole six lives from the Covenant family and this community. Wendy Wolfolk, NBC News, Nashville. And First Lady Jill Biden is expected to attend this evening's vigil. The Vatican says Pope Francis will be hospitalized for several days for treatment of a lung infection. It says the 86-year-old pontiff was having difficulty breathing in recent days. Francis appeared at today's regularly scheduled general audience, though he grimaced strongly when getting into and out of the Popemobile. The pontiff had part of one lung removed when he was a young man due to a respiratory infection. He is due to preside over Palm Sunday service this weekend ahead of Holy Week. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, high temperatures today kept a bit cooler than normal again, like yesterday. Temperatures reached 74 instead of the average of 77. The reason largely this deck of persistent clouds hasn't produced any measurable rain in Austin, but it is leading to nice temperatures. The Indeed weather cam up at the domain, 72 degrees this evening. Solid deck of clouds across the area. We've had a couple sprinkles east of I-35, but nothing showing up on the radar to zoom into for you right now. A big change in the weather is about to begin with warmer and damp weather beginning soon. This is happening as winds shift to the southeast and start to increase. Coming up in your forecast, I'll show you wind drizzle and some fog may develop, warming temperatures all the way to the possibility of three days of record highs. All right, David, thank you very much. A single U.S. senator is blocking dozens of military promotions. Now, the reason, he says the Pentagon shouldn't be paying for personnel to travel for abortions. And now, as Alexandra Limon reports, Pentagon officials accuse the senator of jeopardizing national security. This is about not forcing the taxpayers of this country to fund abortion. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is blocking the promotions of high-level military officials until the Pentagon reverses its policy of paying for travel costs when military members seek out-of-state abortions. As long as I have a voice in this body, Congress will write the laws, not Secretary of Defense, not the Joint Chiefs. Senator Tuberville says the military already provides abortions in cases of rape, incest, or if the mother's life is at risk. But he says paying for the travel for elective abortions violates federal law. This policy is based on uh, strong uh, uh, legal grounds. And it is not a law. It is a policy. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin says Tuberville's actions will hurt military personnel and military families and prevent the Pentagon from filling critical roles. They, they include the chiefs of the Army, uh, the, uh, the Marine Corps, the Navy. 
Austin and Democratic Senate leader Chuck Schumer say they fear Tuberville's actions will also impact military readiness. The senior senator from Alabama is putting the security of America in jeopardy. There are a number of things uh, happening globally that indicate that we could be uh, in a contest on any one given day. But Tuberville says he won't back down. In Washington, Alexandra Limon. Well, it's a new no-fly list just ahead. The bill moving forward in Washington that would ban disruptive air passengers from flying on any airline. And new work to expand Interstate 35 now underway. How the new North Project will impact your drive. And pets posing with blue bonnets. But are they toxic to cats and dogs? Hear what a veterinarian has to say. Congress is taking another look at creating a new no-fly list for unruly passengers. A similar attempt failed last year. This no-fly list would ban people from flying if they've been convicted of violent or unruly behavior on an airplane. Now, right now, most airlines have their own banned passenger lists, but that information isn't typically shared between airlines. Passengers must get on board and follow the rules and not commit acts of violence, or they won't be permitted on commercial aircraft again. I would, it would grant the TSA flexibility to develop this no-file list and ensure it is fair, transparent, and includes due process and the opportunity for appeal. Anytime we're trying to get less of some sort of activity, there's got to be strong deterrent, strong punishments that follow. And the bipartisan bill is opposed by the ACLU, which says the government has a, quote, terrible record of treating people fairly when it comes to no-fly and watch lists. What would you do if a loved one called asking for help? Well, scammers are using new artificial intelligence technology that can clone voices. One dad almost gave money to AI scammers until he realized they were faking his daughter's voice. It's an alarming ability, and the Federal Trade Commission is warning us what to watch out for with this fraud. So it's literally a matter of dragging and dropping audio clips yeah, into this you, program. That's it. Are you crazy busy? I forgot my corporate card. Oh, no. Can I borrow yours real quick? I just need to pay for a few things. I'll get the receipts. Well, head on Nightly News, three tips to make sure you don't fall for this voice cloning crime. Well, as we start to wrap up the month of March, it's looking pretty confident we will finish this month drier than normal. Nothing in the rain gauge today in Austin and only a few hundredths of an inch last night in places like Hayes County. Your first warning forecast with the potential of record heat coming up. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. We're taking a live look at I-35 in North Austin. Construction kicked off today on a project meant to ease the commute for about 200,000 vehicles that use this road every day. And with the population expected to double in the next 20 years, traffic is only going to get worse. KXAN's traffic anchor Erica Brennis tells us about the groundbreaking today to expand the interstate in the north end of Austin. 
And just like that, the I-35 Capital Express North project is underway. But this is part of a massive undertaking of tech stops to improve the flow of traffic on I-35 through the Austin area. From far north, where 45 and I-35 intersect, all the way down south, where SH-45 Southwest and the interstate intersect. But not everyone is on board for these changes. Rethink 35 protesters were out at the groundbreaking ceremony. Their preference would be to eliminate freeway expansions and invest in mass transit options. No more that said, the North I-35 improvements are happening. It's a $606 million investment that would add one non-tolled high occupancy vehicle lane in each direction along 35 between SA-25 North to Highway 290 in North Central Austin. The demand is already here. It's already the number three most congested roadway in the, in the state. And much of that demand that is not using I-35 is bleeding over into the city street networks, which were not designed or have the capacity to handle that. With the increase in population and residential and business and commercial and retail growth in our region, that's only going to continue to exasperate. The project will reconstruct six bridges over I-35, add a diverging diamond interchange at Wells Branch Parkway, reconstruct entrance and exit ramps, and create shared use paths for pedestrians and cyclists. The goal is to have this north portion done in late 2028. Now, TechStop broke ground on the I-35 Capital Express South project in November of last year. Between Ben White Boulevard and SH-45 Southwest, TxDOT is adding two non-tolled HOV lanes, a bypass at William Cannon, Stastny, and other bridges to improve east-west flow of traffic. That portion is costing about $550 million and is expected to also be done in late 2028. Also still in the environmental study phase is the I-35 Capital Express Central project. That would be addressing congestion in the downtown corridor of I-35. We'll get an official recommendation on how to proceed from TxDOT in August on that. In North Austin, Erica Brennis, KXAN News. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, skies are overcast in the city, but we don't have any rain to show you on the radar. These mid-level clouds looking kind of nice from the Austonian weather cam. Temperature is quite comfortable out there. 64 degrees in Harper, lower 70s from Mason to central Llano County. 69 degrees this evening up in Lomita. In the Austin metro, upper 60s to lower 70s. It's 71 in Round Rock and Pflugerville and much the same out to the east as southeast winds start to bring back a touch of humidity. 74 in Bastrop and 70 degrees this evening in Round Top. Finally, we're getting a little break from the allergies. We have had oak as very high for most of the last week. It's down to the medium concentration. Everything else trending downward as well as the winds have relaxed just a bit. Willow, the only item on page two, which means we only have five instead of seven or eight allergens blowing around. You can see that little disturbance that brought a few of us some sprinkles last night. That is way east of us now with mainly cloudy, dry weather locally. The dominating influence on our weather the rest of the week is this, a pinwheeling storm. Yet another one off the coast of California, one to three feet of snow in the Sierra Nevada mountains over the next 24 hours. This low pressure eventually comes our way on Friday. Ahead of it, you know the drill. South winds start to moisten things up overnight. Warmer temperatures, a little fog and drizzle developing overnight into the morning. We have a pretty decent 30% chance or so of some passing showers during your morning drive. And overcast skies with a little damp weather continuing midday and through the afternoon and evening tomorrow. Overall, a little bit wetter of a day than what we saw today, but certainly not a washout or a stormy afternoon. 
on Friday morning. This brand new run of our high resolution model is showing the potential of a shower, maybe even a thunderstorm pre-dawn. We'll have to keep an eye on that. The main thing that we're watching for on Friday, hot temperatures and a late day cold front. As some sunshine emerges midday into the afternoon, temperatures will be anything but cold. But then as the cold front itself, a weak one plows through, we'll be watching for the potential of a couple isolated storms, 4 p.m., 6, 7 p.m. Most of these will be well northeast of our area entirely, but from Austin northeastward, we can't rule out a rumble of thunder or a brief downpour until this thing moves out late Friday night. As we've been telling you, the main severe weather threat on Friday is way up in the plains and also over in the deep south. Our area not officially included in any threat of severe weather, just this bright green color, which means a couple general thunderstorms are possible. Unfortunately, the lack of severe weather, though, often means a lack of rainfall in general this time of the year. Very dry conditions expected the next 48 hours west of 281. But from Austin eastward, depending on how this evolves, some of us could get a quarter to a third of an inch. Even that, though, will not make up the rainfall deficit for the month. Then the kite festival. We hope to see you out there at Zilker Park on Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It'll be cool and comfortable early, pretty low humidity and warm temperatures through the afternoon. We are predicting completely dry weather. We hope to see you out there. We're even giving away free KXAN kites and much of the KXAN first warning weather team will be there. So we hope to meet you. High temperatures surrounding that comfortable weekend, though, potentially record hot. On Friday, before the cool front arrives, that would be a record high, 91 degrees. Then a few days into the start of April, 93, 94. This is not only unusual for this time of the year, these would be one, two, and three record highs for the days in Austin. Tonight's forecast, light southeast winds, some drizzle developing, and warmer temperatures by just a bit at 61. Tomorrow, temperatures start to climb, 78, overcast skies, and gusty winds late in the day from 15 to 25 miles an hour blowing in from the south-southeast. There's your 20% chance of an isolated storm on Friday, a more comfortable weekend with rain chances increasing on Sunday, the potential of record highs on Monday and Tuesday, then another slight chance of a storm with some slightly cooler weather midweek. Well, the blue bonnets are everywhere, and so are the pictures of everyone and their pets in the flowers. That's why we asked a vet, are those wildflowers toxic for pets? While lawmakers decide how to spend your tax dollars, we've talked a lot about the state's $32 billion surplus. Well, today the controller gave us an update on the state's rainy day fund, and it is growing fast. The rainy day fund, basically the state's savings account, is formerly known as the economic stabilization fund. Well, it ended the last fiscal year at $10.7 billion, and it's now projected to rise to $27.1 billion by the end of fiscal 2025. Now, there's no cap as to how much money can be in the fund, but there is a max amount on how much can be deposited into it, and that max is 10% of revenue sent to the state's general fund during the previous biennium. Now, any extra stays in the general fund. Now, since it was created in 1988, lawmakers have spent just over $17 billion in rainy day funds. The Texas Education Agency has received the most of that funding, more than $4.5 billion. And in 2019, the legislature used $1.7 billion for Hurricane Harvey relief. It's peak bluebonnet season here in Central Texas, and many are trying to get that perfect wildflower photo with their families and their pets. But are bluebonnets poisonous for animals? We took that question to Austin Pets Alive in the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center. Officials there said the plants are most toxic for grazing animals like horses and cattle, which could ingest more plants out in fields. Dogs and cats, if they were to eat it, 
they're not going to like it. It's very, very bitter. So that's kind of its own natural protection for our pets, thankfully, so that they're not able to be able to get sick. And like any animal, toxicity also depends on their size and how much they eat. We've got more information on that and the numbers to call for any pet emergencies at KXAN.com. Well, we have no reruns tonight on KXAN. We have all new episodes of Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, and Chicago PD before we're back with KXAN News at 10. And you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 o'clock on the CW Austin. Here's where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.